Hey, hey, what's going on to all my kings and queens and in-betweens? It's the one and only Miss B, Queen B, back again this week with another episode of The Tea with Queen B. Hey, friends. How's everybody doing? I really missed y'all this week. We have a late episode this week, but it's all good. I'm coming at y'all in tea wet. What's poppin'? Y'all, I see that um, lately the news has been talking about a lot of places opening back up. In the midst of this whole coronavirus pandemic, I know some people are for it, some people are against it. Um, It still is a little bit discouraging seeing the audacity of some people to protest for things to open back up. And it's not so much that people are protesting because that's your right, that's how you feel, whatever. Um, It's just seeing so many white privileged men carrying, you know, with their right to bear arms, saying, you know, you're infringing on our liberties and this and that and the third. And it's just like, dude, like our people are getting murdered every day for doing menial things. And here you are, guns a blazing out in the middle of the day, you know, protesting for your quote unquote rights, whatever, do your thing. Um, in the midst of that as well, there has been on the other side, I, I'm always looking for like both sides to every story. And while I understand that a lot of us are comfortable sheltering in place, if you are, you're in a blessed situation because there are plenty of people who are probably just absolutely going crazy being at home under quarantine. I read an article that was stating that in the UK, domestic violence cases have gone way up. They're talking about, you know, partners being murdered. And I'm not going to say women specifically because domestic violence can go either way. But the post was a lot more women sharing pictures of them being beaten up and, you know, teeth knocked out. Some women have lost their lives just because they're in this confined space with whoever their, you know, aggressor is and can't get out of it. And it really just sucks that they're even in that position. So I'm not for it or against it. I'm just going to do what I see fit for myself and my family and the people around me. And if you don't agree with what someone is saying, then just... Keep your opinion to yourself. Keep it moving. Like, the only person that you have to be worried about right now is absolutely yourself. But, you know, at some point in time, you know we're all going to have to go back to work and get moving. And the conspiracy theories are out, whether it's real, whether it's fake, whether the numbers are up, whether they're down. All I know is that I know personally several people who have been affected by coronavirus, maybe not someone who died or anything, but, you know, people who are really struggling to make it through. So let's just move accordingly and be a little bit more careful. All right. So in other news, y'all, you know, I've been on my workout kick, trying to stay active, trying to, you know, get my heart rate moving. I don't know about the rest of you all, but I have definitely gained weight while I have been home. And 
it's just, I guess, me not moving around, you know, commuting, walking to the train, coming back, just kind of being idle. I'm literally home all day, every day. So I have been revving up my workout routine. Um, you have to be careful <laughs> when you start to work out because I did a low impact quote unquote workout and uh Ramada, nothing about it was low impact. <laughs> Nothing about it was low impact. <laughs> Nothing. They're like, this workout is going to be nice and easy. You're not going to have to get on the floor. Low impact. We're just going to get that heart rate up. Quick 30 minutes. Stop when you need to. You can make it through. And here I am 10 minutes in like, oh, God. Oh, God. I'm not going to make it. But the only thing that really kept me motivated, which I really liked, was the guy who was doing the workout had two other people with them, and they were both two much larger people, which it kept me motivated, but also was just like, bitch, this dude is like 400 pounds, straight, Billy Blanken, tie bowing it up, not taking a break, and you are panting about to kill over (laughs) stomach cramps pain all types of stuff I could not sit down on the toilet for two days like (laughs) every little thing hurt so bad but I pushed through it made it on through and I'm gonna keep it going because I definitely have put on weight while I've been home And just, like, not really doing anything. Whatever. I hope you guys are trying to stay a little bit active. Oh, gosh. As I'm recording right now, I see this chick. And she's running outside in her full gear, but with a mask on. That I don't understand. I... I I wouldn't be able to do it. Why why, why do you have the mask on, ma'am? There's no one around you, in front of you, in back of you. You're limiting yourself, sweetheart. Oh, Lord. Anyway, let's pay some bills and we'll be back to start the show, (laughs) y'all. Hey, guys. If you're at home right now thinking, dang, how can I start my own podcast and you got some stuff to say, you need to definitely utilize Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also help distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's dope because, you know, sometimes some of us get a little, you know, frazzled about who's listening or not, but you can still make your coins. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. As always, every week, I like to do a little history with everybody. This week in history, we'll kick it off with Ernest Hemingway. On May 4th, he received a Pulitzer for his book, Old Man in the Sea. The book, Old Man in the Sea, I haven't read since I was like in college, high school, but the book does kind of tell two different stories. It has religious undertones in it as well. Ernest Hemingway is one of those writers that if you've taken a journalism class, writing class, any type of class like that, I'm pretty sure that his name was brought up to you because he is a really great writer. 
I do love Ernest Hemingway quotes. You'll you'll see them a lot, even if you don't know that they're Ernest Hemingway quotes. A couple of them that I really like are, There is no nobility in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility is being superior to your former self. I was like, okay, deep. Um, you could take that in so many different ways, but I thought that was like a really, I was like a thinker quote. Um, another quote that I really like from Ernest Hemingway is, the best way to find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them. And that is so true. What else can I do to show you that I'm a trustworthy person or that you can trust me than to just step out on faith and just do it and make it happen? I can't love you if I've never loved you. You could apply that to so many different, um, you know, aspects, love, trust, respect, all of that. Also, another quote that I love from Ernest Hemingway is never confuse movement with action. Did y'all catch that beat? Never confuse movement with action. And I say this all the time that busy people, it doesn't matter. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I feel like in this day and time now, it's it's the hip thing to just be too busy to live life, too busy to hang out, too busy to call someone back. It's like, oh, I'm so busy, but what are you doing? What are you doing with this busy, you know, fever that you always have going on around you? Are you being productive? You know, where is the action in the movement? They're two different things. So that quote really made me think, and I really liked it. Um, Also, on this week in history, Audrey Hepburn was born on May 4th. Such an iconic fashion figure in, like, the old Hollywood scene. Uh, For me, I went to art school, fashion school. Audrey Hepburn was basically on everyone's wall. It was, like, Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn. You know, those two little black and white pictures that everybody had on their damn wall for, like, $10? Yeah. But Audrey Hepburn, to me, is synonymous with Chanel, very streamlined, A-line, elegance, 101, absolutely love her. Also on This Week in History, on May 4th were the first Freedom Rides, basically to desegregate the southern bus terminals. So the first Freedom Ride was from D.C. to New Orleans in 1961 and of course without these you know quote-unquote small things happening the world that us black people move in today would no doubt be different had it not been the courage of both blacks and whites because we forget that that it takes courage on both sides to either stand on the side of right or, you know, stand up for your own freedoms. So, along with the civil activists who rose to the occasion to be like, oh, we're not going to stand for this, there were also the people who supported them, regardless of their color, on both sides to say, like, we're going to make this happen and we're going to show you that it can be done and it is possible. So... There's your On This Day in History. I thought it was pretty dope this week. And I feel like I'm learning. So I hope you guys are learning with me.
All right, pod family. I struggled so much this week with putting out an episode because I had an episode ready for you all. And then with all of this information coming out with this young gentleman, Ahmaud Arbery, who was, you know, viciously murdered for jogging, you know, in some neighborhood, I couldn't in good faith wait a week to talk about it because reading about it and just the circumstances around everything that's going on right now, I was pissed to the highest level of passivity. I really was. And for you all that don't know, I'm going to give the backdrop. Ahmaud Arbery is a young black male who was gunned down by two white supremacists in a Georgia neighborhood for jogging. This man was minding his business. He was unarmed. And on top of that, the incident was caught on film. Pause. Y'all got us fucked up. And when I read about it, it jolted me because so much about it was premeditated, racially charged, and complete bullshit in the light of the fact that these two gentlemen who committed this crime, this murder, murdered an innocent unarmed man, are at home sitting down chilling right now while court to court to court passes around this case just to try and drum up one single charge. One single charge. <clears throat> and I am fed up on so many levels about it. I think about a quote from Langston Hughes a lot. I'm not going to go verbatim because I don't remember it verbatim, but it says something about Negroes, meek and docile, you know, sweet and kind, beware of the day they change their mind. And while it seems like such a simple statement, the rage under it, just to feel how I personally feel saying that is so fucking true. Beware of the day that people change their mind, that these people of color all unite to say, F this, this isn't right. And if you thought that protesting was bad back during, you know, the civil rights movement, you you don't even know what you're in for with, you know, a band of millennials with infinite knowledge who choose to educate ourselves every day about our history and just how things are moving in this country. I was so pissed off and ah, I hate to say it, you have to choose your words carefully, but usually we're into this. Um, scenario that always reads about the police um, outright killing someone. So many people, uh, so many lives that have been lost. You have, you know, Alton Sterling, Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, you know, Randy Evans, all these people who have been murdered viciously by police. Now, here we are getting back to the bullshit of people other people, white supremacists, racist motherfuckers, 
trying to take the law into their own hands. Because the only thing that they talk about in the instance of this case is that these two white gentlemen thought that they were uh, attacking someone who was um, you know, committing burglaries in the neighborhood. First of all, you're not the fucking police. That's number one. You're not the police. That's not your job. Your job, I don't give a fuck if you're neighborhood watch or whatever else. Your job is to call the authorities and say, whatever. I mean, I don't know if that, that would have been any better. But your job is not to take the law into your own hands. Because if that was us on the other side of it, the whole narrative would have been changed. The whole narrative would have been two black armed men. You know, the the whole scenario, we would have known where they went to high school. We would have known their entire records. We would have seen mug shots of them. Like the whole narrative would have been completely different. The fact that these Guys are sitting at home right now, basically just laughing in our fucking faces. Like, yeah, we could do whatever we want. Um, I just literally, I can't, I can't even begin to wrap my mind around how fucked up it is. It's a modern day lynching, if you ask me. That this man can't even take a fucking jog in a neighborhood and this is the rolling stereotype with police killing people with Trayvon Martin walking with Skittles with you know Sandra Bland getting a ticket now I'm pretty sure a lot of you have seen this post that has been generating on Facebook you know saying we can't get pulled over for a traffic ticket. We can't jog. We can't ask the police a question. We can't, you know, all of these scenarios where people of color have lost their lives over the ignorance and straight up racist behavior of other fucking people. And we have to wake up and realize that There are people who do not like people of color, do not want to see the black people succeed in any type of way. And now they're getting desperate because they are no longer the majority and that people of color and all, you know, different races, Spanish people, black people, even Asian people, you know, we're we're no longer the minority and I feel like the white folks are just now up in arms and feel like they have to infiltrate in any way that they possibly fucking can, whether that be on their own, whether that be through, you know, these groups, whether that be through the military or law enforcement, they're killing us off, picking us off every fucking day. And I'm at this point where... Also, it's our job to create some sort of safe space when that happens. I understand that people want to get the word out. But all of these people, if you shared this man's death on video on your social media, you need to be slapped. Nobody's family wants to be able to Google how their family member died. There's nothing about seeing a black man be murdered by two white supremacists that you need to see or share with other people. 
If anybody were to share that video with me that I did not watch, that I wouldn't dare watch, then the buck would stop there with me. I'm not sharing anything with you. I don't need to. You heard that a black man was killed and it was filmed? How about it? Come through. Premeditation. How did you know that you that some shit was about to go down and you were going to encounter this gentleman? Why do you have guns on you in the first place? Did he do anything to you? Did he say anything to you? So anybody who's sharing the video, ask yourself for what? Because you could just as easily share that status on your Facebook or Instagram, Twitter or whatever and just ask for some sort of justice. You don't have to continue to, you know, play this out. I I never personally, for me, that's not my style. When all of the videos, you know, like uh, Philando Castile and all that came out, you know, things on video, I don't need to see that. All I need to know by word of mouth is that another black person has been gunned down for no reason whatsoever. I don't need video evidence. I'm not in the courtroom. I'm not a jury. I'm not deciding whether someone is guilty or not. I've already heard it. I don't need to see it. Censor yourself a little bit, people. Have some fucking coot about yourself. You don't need to put that out in the world for other people to see because what if that was your loved one? Like, oh my God. I'm over it. I'm, I'm so over it. I'm over it in so many ways. I'm, I'm over it. In the regards that we even have to have this conversation now with our young children, especially if you're raising young black kings and even the young black queens, if you're raising them, having the conversation with your children about how to deal with law enforcement or being approached by someone for your race or color, it is a conversation that must be had. Right now, if your child gets pulled over or whatever by the police, you should have already had a conversation with your child on how to interact with them. And that is fucking absurd that we even have to do that. That scenario, I'm going to kick it to y'all. One of my friends, um, we were out and she got a phone call. Her son was calling her while he was getting pulled over he was in a stolen car someone came and picked him up and he didn't know that the car was stolen and now here we are intercepting this phone call about this black man who has nothing to do with the fucking scenario fearful of his life on the phone with his mama having to hear that shit with the police yelling and acting fucking crazy toward him Meanwhile, he knows the protocol. He knows to shut the fuck up and keep his mouth shut. Now, whoever little Bobo Boo Boo the fool that was with his ass kept mouthing off at the police and all that. And I'm like, I mean, I'm sitting on the phone like, I don't know if I'm about to hear two black men get shot or or what. Because you just don't know how the scenario is going to go. We have to educate our own children on how to encounter and deal with with the police and deal with, you know, negative attention now and deal with people who with this presidency have felt emboldened just to be their normal racist fucking selves. Like, can you call us niggas in the privacy of your own home at least? God damn. Oh, 
I'm, I'm really, it really, really fucked me up because we have evolved and progressed in so many ways that now these white supremacist groups and, you know, racially charged people feel like now they have to do something about it. And we don't need another civil war or, you know, anything like that. We don't need another civil rights movement, but be careful because the day that our people decide to rally together and get shit done, oh, it's going to be a wonderful and scary fucking day. My goodness. But, you know, all the people just sharing and talking about it, you know, just be careful how you're doing that. Be careful how you're doing that. Be careful that you know, because you're perpetuating this video circulating about this young man, but for what? What is that doing? Is it helping the situation? Is it hurting the situation? And this happened in February. This happened February 25th, I believe. And for two months, this case has been passed around from district attorney to district attorney just to drum up charges on these people. And, you know, we think about black people. For me, I think about, you know, Georgia and my mind goes straight to Atlanta because it's such a progressive city and all of that. But keep in mind, Atlanta is just a drop in a huge bucket that is Georgia. And there's still racism and there's still a lot of um, bashing about homosexuality and all those things. And I'm sorry, you just can't pay me to move down south. I, I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I do not want to go. I want to be able to move freely and not have to worry about things like that still happening. It kind of makes you wonder, like, why are we even down there? What are we doing down there? Bring your ass up north <laughs> or something. I don't know. I don't know what the next step is for justice or to figure out you know, where this trickle down effect, you know, where is this knowledge coming from this hate? Where is it being taught? How do we get to the root of it? It's, 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 it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. I, my heart goes out to all of our brothers and sisters who have been lost either at the hands of law enforcement or, you know, racially charged situations or homophobic or whatever is getting way out of hand way 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 out of hand and I just had to come talk to y'all because I was boiling over like why are these people not in jail and the thing that kind of prompted me to jump off was I saw a video of like this white dude like waving a gun around at the police cursing them out this and that and the third and they were calm cool and collected asking this man to just put down his weapon and lower his weapon they didn't shoot this man they didn't kill him no nothing and the the blatant blind eye to some of the shit that is going on is for me is reaching that height where something gonna have to give bruh <laughs> And I I have friends from other races. I have white friends and all of that. You know, I get it. You know, I'm not saying that we can't all cohabitate and be friends and all of that. But you, you look, 
You better get your motherfucking mind right until somebody get it right for you, honey. Because it ain't going to be too much longer. We're going to be able to deal with this bullshit. I've been hearing about a lot of my friends getting licensed to carry, you know, to protect their homes. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. But had that been us, on the other hand, we would have already been under the jail somewhere and... They would have been putting a whole scenario on us. Protect your kids. Protect your loved ones. Educate them in every way that you possibly can about what's going on with this fucked up ass system. Because it's corrupt in so many ways. Whatever. I'm done. My rant is over. I had to come talk to y'all about that today because... It was just really on my heart, and I really hope that there's justice for um, Ahmad's family and that they just get to the bottom of it, you know, why these men approached him and get some closure for themselves because it's really, really sad that this bright young man lost his life, R.I.P., because it's just it's ridiculous. We're going to wrap up the show, y'all, with some business hype. On a lighter note, my God, it got me into a frenzy. I had to make me a drink today, y'all. Let me sip. My goodness. Woo. We'll move on. This week's business spotlight is a near and dear friend of mine, Vivian Winter. That's Vivian Winter with a Y. You can visit her Instagram. It's her name, Vivian Winter with a Y, all one word on Instagram. She offers everything from skincare to wellness to lifestyle, shopping, fashion. She's just your overall personal pick you upper in every sense of the word. She knows so many things about food and just how we can better take care of ourselves and live with a more positive atmosphere and outlook on life. I absolutely love her. We've known each other for many, many years and she's on to some really major things with her skincare line. Love, love, love the product. And you guys make sure that you visit her Instagram and just see some of the products and services that she offers because she's doing a really great job love you girl all right y'all that wraps up the show this week i know it was kind of heavy but some things just must be said and i'll be the person to say them (laughs) until next week i love you all for listening thank you so much make sure that y'all be safe out there much love and light y'all